Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Nerdwatch Podcast. I, of course, am G-Money. I am joined by a cornucopia of guests this evening, uh, as well as my uh, my hosts. I was um, <laughs> I was admonished by my father in an email, just to let you guys know, this past week, because he watched an episode of the Nerdwatch on YouTube. I don't have my phone with me, but uh, he admonished me for using the word um too much. So I'm going to do my level best to avoid saying that. That's, that's actually a pretty presidential word. I, that's, I t- um, <laughs> I, you know, your opinion, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, got, I got admonished by my dad. He, he, he enjoys watching uh, the uh, – see, I did it again. By, he enjoys watching the YouTube um, channel. Um, so I'm going to try my best to avoid uh, doing that and take, take his – uh, take his advice. Yes, sir. Uh, G, um, money. <laughs> you guys are so The nerd watch with, um, G, um, money. <laughs> Stop it. No? I'm joined by Todd Bernardi. Uh, Hi. I did it again. Uh, uh Todd Bernardi, the, uh, uh, comic book artist extraordinaire. He is the man who is responsible for the Kukui Project. You. He is also yeah. responsible for... Disco. Uh, Disco Thunder Groove Bone. Yeah. And he's kind of candy aftermath. Yeah. You, you can check really out all his comic books right here at Maui Comics and Collectibles. I'm also joined by the gaming guru himself. Format is in the house tonight as well. That's you. And tonight, Alika is here. I am. And he does have a Switch <laughs> controller at his station, but it's not in his hand. We're hoping that he's here to enjoy the guests that we have this evening. Uh, for the next for the next few minutes here, for the next 30, 45 minutes, we're going to be focusing on one guest, and then the next guest we'll do as a YouTube exclusive episode or Facebook Live episode. So uh, I am joined, first off, by a reoccurring guest who happens to be here this evening, James Silvani. Is in the house. He is the man who is the artist of uh, Darkwing Duck. Hashtag Save Darkwing. You can check that out right now on Twitter. We had him here for uh, Maui Comic Con for the 25th anniversary of Darkwing Duck. And I'm going to let the latest guest introduce himself. We'll be talking to him first. So, uh, guest, pick up that microphone there and introduce you yourself, sir. <clears throat> My name is Adi Alad. Adi Alad and you, sir, are uh, responsible. For some of some of these folks' childhoods, is that not correct? I guess so. You know, they say I'm the power behind, but I'm not sure. Just one of them. <laughs> um, I'm a film and TV editor, basically by my, by trade. And in 1993, we got this kids thing going on, um, editing a show for Fox. It was basically for Fox Kids just launched. Um, and it was called uh, something like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What can um, I say? Was that little Adi, sir, little uh, <laughs> That's uh, that you mean that multi-billion-dollar, uh, what would you call it, super, super, f- superhero franchise? You mean those five uh, teenagers in spandex yes. sold to Disney for five point three billion? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. That, that's that, the one. That's the one. Is that the yeah. one? Um, so you, sir, have uh, have done your work uh, with uh, Chaim Saban. Is that correct? Um, I can demonstrate how Chaim works. Uh, okay. So back in the day, it was a mom and pop shop, a very small company, mm-hmm. and Chaim watched every frame from the dailies. He would come to my edit bay. By the way, he never wears socks. Takes his <laughs> shoes off and uh, puts his feet right in front of my keyboard. I'm like Chaim. Off. <laughs> I'm about to eat falafel. Come on, give me a break. Um, 
Haim was sharp. Haim knew everything. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew what he wanted. And mm-hmm. uh, even though in the beginning we said, uh, once we air, we're not going to have work anymore. But right. hey, guess what? It's still going and going. It, it never stops. There's iter- there is, there is, at this point, there has to be at least two handfuls of iterations of the Power Rangers, at least. At least we're talking about at least 20 different iterations of the Power Rangers at this tw- point. Season 25 is happening. <sighs> Goodness yeah. gracious. We started in 93. And there's offshoots of those Power Rangers as well, which is insane. It just, it just keeps going and going. So let's talk a little bit about where you started from, sir. Let's, let's talk about uh, your origins and how you got into the business. Well, I was uh, born in Israel, but raised in Chicago. So I'm Middle East meet. Midwest kind of person. <laughs> uh, nice. Never really belonged anywhere. In Israel, I was the American boy. And in, in the States, I was like the Israeli guy. Um, but I'm on Maui now. I'm mm-hmm. here. Yes, baby. Um, <laughs> I belong, finally. Um, so now you just identify as other? Yeah, Got basically. <laughs> um, when, I had, when I left Israel, I had to go to college in New York. I had three dreams kind of thing to accomplish. And that's the reason I left. One of them was to work on a project that has a major social ramification in the world, mm-hmm. but I'm not famous from it. Boy, did I, what did I ask for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other two, never mind, but this is the uh, one that, you know, so wishes, you sp- wishes come true. Watch what you wish for. You went to school specifically for... I went to New York to Hunter College to study film, production, mm-hmm. and uh, writing, and editing, and all that kind of stuff. And I moved on to edit for the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center, their Playera Conference every summer in Connecticut. That mm-hmm. was an honor. Um, I got to work with people like George Roy Hill, uh, Francis. You got to work with yes. George Roy Hill. George was my buddy. That is insane. Right? He is a fantastic yes. director. Who's this guy, George Roy Hill, is responsible for great movies like uh, 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 Sting, Sting, and Slaughterhouse Five, Butch um, Cassidy, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. That's the one that was the tip of my tongue. And on and on. The, the wow. great Waldo Pepper, yep. as well. I, I just got off. Taking a class about him, and then I get to work with him. I'm like, oh my god! And, I, and I'm like, it's you, it's George. And he goes, why are you shaking? I'm like, because it's you. And he goes, no, I'm shaking. I have Parkinson's. I'm the one that's shaking. You relax. Yeah. You know. But he told me a really nice trivia. But I, I hurt my back in that production in that that summer, and he took me to the side. I'm like, listen, you saw Butch Cassidy. I'm like, oh, of course. He directed that on a lying down on a bed on a stretcher the whole time. I'm like, but it's an action movie. I'm like, yep, I hurt my back, couldn't move, had to lie down. No That's way. I directed that movie, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's one of my, uh, yeah. Butch Cassidy and Sundance King is probably one of my favorite westerns. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, great movie. That is crazy. Right? And, he, uh, that, that's, and then my buddies shocking. back then were people that did not, that we all like want to make it in the business. So we're talking Fran McDormand and Joel and Ethan, and we're talking Jane Custer. The Coens. Yeah, oh, that's the group that I started with. Those are just your buds. Wow. We, we, we were nobodies back then. None of us were anything, you know? It's like, <laughs> that is any, insane. Any of you guys owe you money? Heim <laughs> <laughs> does. I'm going to make sure he hears <laughs> Uh, the Coens, of course, are responsible for great films like Fargo, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, they also did a film called A Serious Man, which is actually a very underrated Cohen film, which I suggest everybody see. And the latest film they did was Hail Caesar, which is uh, another very good film as well. So the Big you, Lebowski? The Big Lebowski, of course. Big Lebowski? Of course, The Big Lebowski. The cult classic. Yeah, and it yeah. goes on and on. So yeah. you, you, sir, cut your teeth in the business. So, I mean, after working with George, that's it's all downhill from there i'm sure no, there's nowhere to go off from there i'm sure so what brought you to to Chaim's doorstep okay this is i i'm in la okay um i was cutting trailers at the time in a small trailer house 
Uh, we did small trailers, not big ones. We're talking like Days and Confused. Uh, small trailers. Uh, what else? Small movies. Um, what's that uh, Tarantino first movie? Oh, Pulp Fiction? Well, no, no, before Reservoir that. Dogs. Oh, Reservoir Dogs? Reservoir Dogs. Like, Reservoir dogs. Movie, a lot of gun small shoots. Small movies. Movie. It was small. Again, nobody's back then. I did trailers for nobody's. Um, <laughs> So anyhow, um, someone told me there's an opening uh, at the Power Rangers show. I'm like, what's the Power Rangers? It's a kids show thing. They're trying to. They have Japanese footage. They're going to integrate it. So, so I called uh, the producer at the time, and he didn't respond to my call. And um, I called. I tried to call Chaim Saban himself. Of course, didn't respond. So I called his partner Shuki Levy, and his assistant Nancy answered. And I just somehow went, "Hey, Nancy, what's up? It's Adi. Is Shuki in?" I'm like talking like I'm the best. She goes, oh my God, one second. And she passed me through. And Shuki uh, said, okay, hey, um, who are you? I'm like, Adi. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. It's like, okay, you have a minute. So listen, you need me. I'm going to be your editor uh, for the show. He goes, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, you just can't do it without me. She goes, okay, come in. I'll screen test you as an editor. I'll let you cut some stuff for me. If you like it, you're in. Um, that's it. I got in, you know, kind of thing. Then I had to, and then I had to, they gave me yeah. kind of like a test to com- combine Zords and monsters from different episodes to see if we can mix and match without anyone noticing. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And then he comes to my office and he goes, Hey, did you see Chaim? I'm like, Chaim, who? Because I haven't met the guy yet. And he goes, He's coming to see you. I'm like, Okay. So he came to look at the stuff. They're all like, you know, and we're all talking in Hebrew. All the, you know, English-speaking people in the department they had no idea what's going on. Um, and then finally, uh, Chaim asked me, um, so what do you think? I'm like, about the scene? He goes, no, f*** the scene. Sorry, I say that? <laughs> <That's okay>. um, <laughs> and he goes, about me and Shuki. I'm like, oh, if two guys can talk, two friends like you can talk to each other because they swear at each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I go, then, you know, like you guys are, you know, kind of cool, I think. He goes, okay, that thing of, sh- that scene you just cut, piece of Welcome to the family. <laughs> and from there on, from there on, that established our relationship, basically. I would come to the production building every day in the middle of a you know, uh, lobby, kind of like drop my bag, and my good morning was like, what the F is going on here kind of thing. <laughs> you know? And I did that in front of Murdoch and all kind of people like that. I had no shame back then. Wow, that but it was fun. Shame. It was a lot of fun. I would say I worked on the Power Rangers for three years. I edited about 90-something episodes. <laughs> Best job of my life. Ever really like going to work and playing with a toy? <laughs> you know, it's like even though we were really cutting infomercials to sell toys, right? For a lot of money, but that was kind of like the best TV. I mean, when they passed the laws that TV had to be educational, it was like it started turning really crappy. And I think people don't understand the educational value in something being imaginative and just weird for the oh. sake of it. And, like, and, and also we worked with Dare We did PSAs Yeah Every episode had, had a message yeah. Always There was As sh- you know, as cheesy as it was We always had a positive message for the kids I mean kids start taking classes in martial arts all over the country Which yeah. is amazing mm-hmm. You know We were once accused of a, something that happened in Europe That actually had to do with the Ninja Turtles Not with us <laughs> we Wow I love to hear that story Violent enticing at all Those We actually pricks. made when you do martial arts, you're not about violence, you're about discipline, you know? It's like, so it was all positive, like, you know. And, you know, talking, speaking to the point of the editing and how you had to make it so nobody knew that it was, like, a bunch of different shows edited together, as a kid, like, you know, we had no clue in America, you know? Of course, if you had known the Sentai or whatever, you, you would know, but... And then when I learned, I, probably not that long ago, maybe, like, six or seven years ago, I learned that it was originally a Japanese show that got 
you know, edited. I was like, what the hell? And then well, it was, and it was more than one different version of that Japanese show. Well, that's how it started. Uh, we got Japanese footage, so, so we used only the Zord fights and the costume fights from that in the, in the beginning. Um, in Japan, Power Rangers is actually a sitcom for adults. Um, it's very vulgar. It's not what we what we right. involved in here. Right. We only use the fights kind of thing footage, and we um, we totally Americanized it and changed the concept of the show so to match the our needs here. So the concept of Sentai isn't like as kid friendly as it is. Not at here. all. Really? Zero. Yeah. Ma- matter of fact, it was growing it was up. Very mature. Growing it was bloody, up, it was sexual. Yeah, was yeah. A lot of stuff. like Growing that. up here, I, it's a different story because in I, I don't know if you know this, Adi, but the Yellow Ranger's a boy. Growing up in <laughs> yes. growing up in Hawaii, <laughs> it was a for that. <laughs> we actually we actually were exposed as the, as youths to. The original cart, the original. Well, there's, um, there's NHK Sentai's. and Nippon Golden Network that's right, available they, here. Right, so we and Kiku. We used to watch Kiku Channel Kiku, Eleven. Yeah. Kiku. So we used to, we had exposure to a lot of the original Japanese. But I don't remember as a kid seeing the original Sentai. They were edited remember, for sure. I remember seeing like you know Common Rider and and V three and, and um, I don't know if there's anywhere we can see it now, but I highly if if there's access for it, I highly recommend watching it. It's hysterical. It's like wow. Yeah. You should check one out is called you know, Rainbow Man, which one of our friends turned me on to before, which is really good. Um, in Japan, so, they yeah. live their violence through TV and film, basically. So it was extremely violent, something we never did. We, had, we didn't have, like, head punches and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> our church lady, you know, head of uh, public, uh, you know, uh, broadcast standards, yeah. she didn't allow us to do that. We eventually had to buy her by putting her in the show. Oh, herself, <laughs> smoothing her out kind of thing, so we can do more she things. She was standards and practices lady yeah. in the show, and I, you know, you guys want some, you know, behind the scenes stuff that we did. Sure, I, sure. <laughs> you know, like, but we, and every episode, that was my signature. I would put something that doesn't belong there. Like we would have, uh, there was, uh, I think the biggest one that I did, I recall, was Balkan Skull um, had a, a scene and they're dressed as fairies, and somehow Balk fell on Skull in the in the park. And start pretending to hump him, kind of thing, as an outtake. <laughs> and then, what's the episode number? So I <laughs> totally to watch this right now. put that outtake, and I had uh, Amy Joe that played uh, that played Kimberly uh, said, said Balkan Skull, what are you guys doing? And then continue. And she's asking again. I totally put it for the church lady, just so she can tell us, please remove scene from this time to that time, zone, <laughs> so she can ignore every, everything else. That was the trick. We always gave her something that if one episode I didn't do it, the head of Fox Kids said, Marcus said, where's your joke? I'm, I'm I, I wait for your jokes all the time. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I've, I've heard stories about standards and practices. Some of it's just a little ridiculous. Yes, or, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what you what tore you away after those three seasons? Because that, that, that show was still going. I mean, it was oh, yeah. its prime. It was going. And uh, there was a change of everything creative in the show after three years. Basically, new producer, new directors, new writers, new cast – and they decided new editors, new everything kind of thing. You know? Wow. Um, and uh, I don't want to get into personal agendas. Sure, kind of thing, sure. But you know, after three years doing that, like, it's time to move on kind For of thing. For sure. Like, it, was, it was a lot of work. I sometimes work 80 hours a week. You know, I sometimes did 40-hour days. You well, know. a show like that, I mean, I, a lot of people hear that someone's the editor of a TV show and they don't, you know, pay much mind. Okay, they edit, every TV show needs an editor, but... When you're dealing with other footage and turning it into the TV show, the editor basically is, you know, creating most of the show. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Like, I think, you know, the way the script were written, the performances we had, the footage we got, we had to create it in the edit bay. We had to change storylines to make it work, you know. Right. The opening of season two, I believe, when we introduced Lord Zed. By that time, we shot a lot of that. The, the, the Japanese <laughs> 
slowly went away. Yeah, because Lord Zed's the first American, sure. basically. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I remember cutting that in June, mm-hmm. and I was about to go to Israel for a vacation for two weeks. And I told Jaime Shuki, "Listen, I'm going on vacation. Someone else continues." It's like, "Nope, you will do it when you come back. Don't worry about it." Like, yeah, but we're in September. So I come back two weeks later, and I, I got all the footage, and it was supposed to be a two-part opener, mm-hmm. and I went to Chaim, listen, I have another 20 minutes. We can do three-parter here. Um, I just missing, I'm missing five minutes to make it to time, and I'm missing uh, uh, you know, the right uh, cliffhanger in the, TV, in the shows. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what do you need, Adi? Tell me. I'm like, I need one day of shooting in the, uh, with, with some scenes to shoot. He goes, you go deal with that on the set. We do, I, I do the deal. He calls me about a week later or something. goes, okay, we got a deal. We're airing in July. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't have time to make it to July. It's June now. It's like, no, we're airing in July. I cut a deal with Fox. Well, they, <coughs> Fox kids decided the first time Network ever did it to break the mold of the season. Wow. And to air the Power Rangers in July, three nights in a row at 8 o'clock so that parents can see with their kids and see what the kids are watching. Wow. Genius move. And usually... He got paid X amount per episode. For these, he got paid times four per episode. Wow! Money like so, you know. Wow! That's when I realized I can now go and buy a house. But you didn't. You didn't get paid X times four. Did no, you? no. But I went to buy a house after that. I realized my my seat is secure here. I'm I'm good. You know. It's like, so you cut your teeth doing trailers, and then you yes. got into uh, cutting the television show. Um, the the do you find yourself ever preening or, or wanting to be the guy who sits behind the camera and directs and does all of that other stuff or are you or is or, or do you enjoy the edit I love the editing do you trust me like you know when I go to the set and and they're shooting and they ask me everything, everything okay trust me I'm directing it That's what it feels like <laughs> but but I I, don't, I have no in, in, interest in being on a set I worked on a set before I just, it's not my thing I'm mm-hmm. a post production guy I should keep that mic right there I'm totally post production guy I just are you yeah, I really like doing that. Now, interestingly enough, because you, I, I thought I'd bring this up just because it's a very controversial subject, and since you are an editor, there has been a lot of uh, conversation about how the editors were responsible for uh, the cut of the Suicide Squad, and I was wondering I what was your I was off. wondering what your take on that was. Wow, um, since you are a professional in the field, yeah. Um. I enjoyed it, but I, I, you know, this is the thing. I, did it seem like it to you as an editor? Did it, did the movie seem that, that way? I, I tell you what, I, I sometimes go into a movie as an editor, and then I don't enjoy the movie, and then I criticize it like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> okay. And then sometimes, like Adi, let go, okay, yes, <laughs> gotcha, let go, gotcha. enjoy someone else's work, <laughs> don't judge it. You know, right. so I really, I let go in this one. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I just let go. Um, just so you know, I saw the Power Rangers with Barry. Right. But I Barry walked Wars in. Professor Barry, okay. And I walked uh, in as an editor, and I hated it. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? I'm going to call Chaim now. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but then three days ago, um, basically, uh, my partner wanted to go see it because he didn't see it. I'm like, okay, let's go. And I gave him, he, he started on the way as we're driving, he goes, ay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, let go of all that. <laughs> Like really let go. I didn't go. see it. Did Alpha give any IIIs in the movie? <laughs> Different. Um, just I told him let go of whatever you remember from your childhood. Right, right, right. And let's walk in. And and I took that advice to myself, and I enjoyed it so much. Great film. I, I just like. Oh my god. I really. I get it now. That is insane. You know. I, I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Absolutely, Mr. Savani. <laughs> you have the floor, sir. If, if I may. So there was always the great. 
or there's always the theory that Star Wars, the success of Star Wars was not due to George Lucas, but due to his wife, who was the editor of the original Star Wars, Marsha Lucas. I would say totally, yes. I yeah? would agree with that. Wow. I totally agree with that. I, I think the, the prequels would be the best proof that that might be the case. But she was like the one <laughs> How person who was not a yes man. For Editors me. usually are not. Actually, the, the one of the reasons uh, I, like, without naming names, I moved on from the Power Rangers was the new producer came to me and accused me of being uh, opinionated. I'm like, well, thank you. That's a compliment for me. Because you can't be an editor if you're not opinionated. Right, you, have to, right. you, get yeah, you can't put 10 takes. You've got to judge performances. You've got to do it right. Um, you know, the thing is, as editors, nobody knows what we do. You know, the best editing is when you don't see their work. If you don't see the, if you don't see the editing, the editor did an amazing job, basically. If you saw their work, something's wrong. If right. you had a problem emotionally in the way and they cut you off, it's mostly the editor's fault, you know, kind of thing. Interesting. Interesting. So, because we never think about it, but when you're sitting in that edit bay, you are technically crafting the story, the Completely. overarching story of any film. Yeah, because the director yep. can just go in and just shoot everything for 300 <laughs> yeah. hours and just give the footage to the editor and be like, here you go, buddy. <laughs> here, and you never know what you got. You never know what you got until you start editing it. Like, you know, and, and it's not only crafting the story it's timing it's pacing it's order of scenes you know it's the way the story is told it's you know the emotions come out in the editing bay basically you know when you look at the dailies they're kind of boring you know well to be honest doesn't I mean you have to have a certain brain that when you see footage that is out of order and then you are the person that needs to put it together you need to somehow have have a have a brain that is just Compartmentalize that. So, okay, well, this should go here, and this should go here. Okay, we got to move this back yep. here. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, I look at all the dailies, all the footage. By the time I'm done for per scene, yeah. I know what I'm doing already. Goodness gracious! I know what takes I want. I just I, I get it. You know. So like, how long does it take for you? So for, let's let's start with an example. How long would it take you to cut one episode of the Power Rangers? Well, we shot in clusters. We shot four episodes at a time. Uh, based on locations, basically. Mm-hmm. So it took two weeks to shoot. Okay. And I would get um, two, two episodes to cut. Another editor would get two episodes to cut. Uh, and we would have two weeks to uh, come up with our first cut. Okay. And then it goes to notes, internal level, and then you know, extra, and then network level and all that kind of So until we lock picture, we're like four weeks in. Wow. You know, it's a process. And then it has to go to special effects. Music department, sound effects, you know, it's like right. the visual effects, which were back then were so different from what we do today, obviously. Now, now that leads me right into my next question. And by the way, if anybody else has any questions, please feel free, as Mr. Silvani did, um, except for you. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> uh, um, what brings you to the lovely island of Maui? Oh, my God. There's anywhere else to live? There's a ton <laughs> of places to live. <laughs> but, um, I moved originally to the Big Island. Because um, um, this is something that the Power Ranger fans will appreciate. I actually lost my house to a wildfire in California in 2009. It was the biggest wildfire in Southern California. And um, although I didn't know about my fan base of the Power Rangers in the mainland, but that brought them all out. And they all lent so much support to the loss. A year later, I decided to move to the Big Island because I was there all the time anyhow. Because uh, I love it so much. Um I'll go back to the fire because I lost something very important to the Power Ranger base. Okay, okay. Um, and um, I was about six months full-time in the Big Island. Came to Maui for a weekend, mm-hmm. for a staycation. A week later, I moved here. 
<laughs> Didn't know anybody here. That's like half the people on the silent story. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but it's true. I, I, you know, it's just like I just didn't – I don't know why. It's kind of like Pelé – Burn my house, send me to the Big Island so I can come to Maui, kind of thing. You know, I'm just. <laughs> all right, and, now before you know, we get into here, I, am. I yeah. belong to Maui now. Like I, I'm, Maui owns me. You know. So. Now, now since you're here on Maui, please tell us what is it that you lost in the fire? Well, I did a very, very special um, rap party um, outtake reel for the Power Rangers for the first three seasons. Ooh, yeah, I was, and. Not only that I cut that, and not only that it was amazing, it was like 20 minutes long, and just out of this world, a little bit X-rated, but... We I was going to say, are there nude scenes in there? <laughs> not nude, but it's kind of X-rated. I, I, I made it, you know, like, uh, with my imagination, but, uh, and it screened at our rap party, basically. Um, only two actors were kind of, like, really personally insulted in it, so I came to them before the screen. Hey, by the way, don't take it personally. Um, but, um, and then at the end of it, Haim comes to me, he's like, you know, who has the copies of this? Like, only me. It's like, okay, you keep one copy. Nobody has copies anymore. He didn't want anybody to ever get it. Wow. Now, um, if I had it now, oh my God, I would have said. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> it was just out of this world. Absolutely. I actually had the set produce stuff for me, outtakes, especially. That's where we have unique stuff kind of thing. It was out of this world. It was really, really amazing, you know. Like, now, you come to Maui because you love it so much. Um, you lost your house. You moved to the Big Island and then realized that the Big Island wasn't the island to be on, nope. which is obvious. But uh, no no disrespect to our Big Island fans, by the way. <laughs> and to um, enjoy comics over on the Big Island. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And, you know, we all know that Maui's yeah, Maui is Maui no I love Puna. Yeah. I still love Puna. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, you come here and you find yourself in a position where you are – Needed as an editor with a, a brand new movie. Is that not correct? Totally unexpected. About six, when I moved here, they opened the big studios, the 20,000 square feet of Branscom and the yeah. other two partners. Yeah. And they did a job fair. And about 1,000 people showed up from the island that used to work in the film industry, which is amazing to see so many people. Mm -hmm. And then Lilia Kane, which is a manager kind of thing. She used to be an actress. And uh, told me, go talk to that guy over there, Brian. I'm like, who's he? Like, who, he's, he just finished get a job he's selling dvds around the town like you know so that was the that was the latest film uh with uh willie k and, yeah, and uh, eric eric yeah. Gilliam. Yeah, yeah so i went talk to brian told him who i am and he goes where have you been all my life <laughs> and he goes i needed you two years ago because i had to cut uh, how to uh, get a job myself mm -hmm. oh he did that himself yeah he the, the first editor didn't pan out he had to cut it himself it was really hard for him it took him about a year to do that he goes you could have saved my life you cutting my next film i'm like okay <laughs> Done deal, and that and that film is Kuliana. Kuliana, could you give us a little bit about what Kuliana is and when we can expect to see it? Sure. So Kuliana, which means responsibility, for those of you that don't uh, know what it means, um, it's the uh, Jewish guy telling us what Hawaiian is, right? Means. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, not, not about you guys. Talking about the audience, great, great you know. Explanation. <laughs> yeah, you will. You great will. Great job. You will Adi. be amazed how many people want to ask what is Kuliana. Um, so. Um, Basically, a film by Brian Cohen. Um, he wrote it, directed it. He's been writing it for 12 years now. Um, really? That long? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, he just did an interview with Kainoa, one of our actors uh, on Maui, uh, Watch Ma Maui Watch or something like that, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He did it with Professor Barry, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, he um, basically, it's about a Vietnam, um, uh, disabled Vietnam vet, basically, accused of murder. Oh, so it's a period piece. Yes. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, and he uh, now needs to find the warrior from within 
um, to save his family, the land, and clear his name, basically. It's a murder mystery drama. It takes place in the 70s, 1971 to be exact. But crosses many errors, I noticed by the trailer, yeah. Yeah, so we, we have a, a big flashback to 1959. Wow. Um, and those are, you know, years that are very pivotal to Hawaiian culture. Sure, sure. You know, state and the language barrier, you know, Kolava still being bombed, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, the, even though the story lives on its own, the backdrop is everything you can think Hawaiian culture the language the olele mm-hmm. the, um, the, 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 the sugar barons you know the water uh, controllers the developers um, all that you know is, is touched upon in, the, in the, this film sure um, all, you know I would say you know not to insult George Clooney but everything he was trying to do in The Descendants we actually achieved to do I, th- I, th- I think you guys wow. will be the judge you hear that Clooney you guys will be you the judge suck. but no, you know, no no not I'm just kidding. kidding he's cool he's actually really cool but um, so we are uh, the Trailers out on. Uh, if you guys want to see the trailer, it's on the Facebook page called Hawaii Cinema. Um, also and we, on the Kuleana Movie Facebook page, I'll point out because that might be easier to find for some people. And then, uh, and then we are going to screen at the Maui Film Festival on Fantastic. June twenty third. It's a Friday. Um, the Celestial Cinema. Are you guys doing Celestial course. Cinema? Actually, yes. Fantastic. And after us, there'll be two documentaries. Um, so the surface will have their uh, thing as well. Um, but highly recommend watching it. It's the best am- movies always get the celestial cinema. I notice. Yeah. How and long did it take you to to, uh, to cut together? It's Kuliana? coming to a year. We started in May. We shot in May. Wow. And I started there, and now we're fine tuning a little stuff here they, and there. Right now, as a side note, they actually shot some scenes upstairs here at the Akaku Studios. Huh? Yep, and we also shot in the parking lot in the back here. Yeah, yep. Willie K was yeah. here one day. It was the same day Jim Lee was here in store. No way! I ran up to Willie K, and he must have been in character because he was like, "Get away from me, kid!" And, and by the way, if if, if you <laughs> don't, always in the comics. If you don't know, Kuliana has um, uh, some amazing local. Base actors. A lot of them have moved to oh, California, but they're all from they're all from Hawaii, uh, which is very cool. And actually, one of the actresses is uh, she's a lead in the new Inhumans. Um, um, Sonia Palm. Sonia Palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a lead in the new Inhumans television show, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, that's shooting yeah. in Hawaii, obviously. Yeah, shooting in Oahu today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC. And I told Sonia when she got the role. Um, yeah, say goodbye to your private life. It's over. <laughs> and especially yeah. with Marvel fans, it's like double trouble. They, we just won't let you sleep. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. So, it's uh, huge. Yeah. So have Marvel you en- fans are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so you've enjoyed your time on Kuleana? I love it. I w- basically, I was editing intensely for nine months. Um, and then I went to the you know music, Willie Kay, and uh, basically con- did the music... Um, uh, and then we went to we went sound mix went on the Big Island mm-hmm. uh, special effects someone from Oahu um, basically Hawaii movie I would say besides two it's all Hawaii cast and crew really either they lived here or live here now or born here like you know, it's it's a really Hawaii based film so here's a question and I know you won't answer it because you have to be political but what did you <laughs> politically now, correct yeah, political because hey no no no. Um, you came out here, I'm assuming, to get away from the rigmarole of... From the stress. Stress. <laughs> what, what, what would convince you to get into doing Kuleana? Um, it's special. Really? It's, it's like, wow. It's like, when you guys see it, you'll, you'll get why I, I did it. It's just like, Brian gave me the script back years, like six years ago, and I read it, the version that was back then, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Wow, you know, it's like, and he, he's been, you know, I've been helping him, giving him notes. 
a lot of people gave him notes, you know, uh, over the years, and uh, and we shaped it to the point like, okay, I think it's time to shoot now. We're ready. Kind Fantastic. Of thing. It's just, it's a very special story. It's not just another indie movie that's coming out. You know, it's you, and I'm not just bragging about what I, what we, I did, but um, it's a it's a unique film. I think it's going to get a laugh of its own. Once people see it. It's going to sell itself. Fantastic. It's pretty um, brilliant. Uh, Adi, and you are, uh, you are responsible for all the editing. Is that yes, not correct? That's Man, correct. that is insane. A lot of work. Now, our other guest, James Silvani, you guys just met tonight, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, you, guys, <laughs> you guys ended up having uh, some, I guess, some crossover, uh, you know, as far as uh, your connection to Chaim Silvan. Is that <laughs> not correct? Yeah, I guess uh, in a roundabout sort of way. Uh-huh. Uh, my my cousin was, I guess, your boss. No, she was. She, she, she didn't work on the power industry. She worked on the on the on the on the on the, um, on the animated stuff, kind of uh, animated TV shows. X she was, yeah, X Men and all that kind of stuff that we did. You know, <laughs> to name a few. Um, yeah, anyone if anyone doesn't know the X Men, the animated show started with Savan kind of thing. And that's the beginning of Marvel and oh, uh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so a big now, trivia. I know that. I just draw. Now I kind of have like a duty to go back and watch every Power Rangers episode. <laughs> uh, I thought you knew that Marvel the Marvel fans are the worst. I didn't know Saban was responsible <laughs> yeah, well, for the This is the Marvel story. First of all, for, so Dana Buten, basically, she was a director in the post-production department. Um, she's still working with uh, Saban, actually. Um, I will make sure to say hi to her tomorrow Please. and make sure she hears this, of course. <laughs> but... Um, before the power arranged, actually, um, Avi Arad uh, bought this thing called Marvel, which was worth nothing at the time. Yeah, he bought Stanley it for nothing. It's re- it's strange because when, when it's funny you bring up Avi Arad because when we came in, uh, Gannon, one of our other uh, castmates, said, "Oh, Avi Arad's coming," and I was like, <laughs> "No, it's not Avi Arad." But he said, "If if it is Avi, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind about Spider-Man Three." And I was like, "Well, now that you can't, now that we know yeah. that you know, maybe." Uh, yeah. Well, obviously. So Marvel, he doesn't own it. He's right. not a consultant, but right, you know. right, right. But he came to Jaime and he said, "Okay, I bought this Marvel thing. What do we do with this?" And Jaime said, "Let's produce. Let's find one of the comic books and produce it into right. an animated show." And they picked X Men as the first it, one. It's probably the best interpretation of the X Men that exists out yeah. there, and, and it was outside of comics. I and mean, it was prime time. It wasn't for kids, yeah. kind of thing. And uh, Jaime cut a deal with him. I'll never forget. They go, "Okay." Um, I'll produce it for you. Uh, you know, uh, I want this. I want that. No, Avi Arad. Avi Arad was a, another shrewd businessman. He was tell you what. I'll pay you to produce it. You keep the music rights because Chaim is the music guy, and that's it. I make all the profits. You know, and the rest is history. Obviously. So does does um, Saban still own the rights to the X Men theme song from Fox? I don't know. Cartoon. That will be a. Because then we we'll just start hearing it in Power Ranger shows. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so now, Avi, uh, Avi, <laughs> Avi, <laughs> uh, Adi, Now, now that you finished Kuliana, uh, are we are we back to rest and relaxation on Maui, or oh, no, are we I'm looking a, for another project? I'm a photographer. I, I'm busy. I'm really busy. Oh, are you? What, what do you what do you uh, what do you uh, photograph? I'm photographing uh, families and uh, corporate events and. <laughs> Couples and pregnant women on the beach at the resort. <laughs> wow! Know about no, it. with their knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I work for a company called Pacific Dream uh, Photography. Mm-hmm. We do all the resorts on Maui, based most of the resorts on Maui, and I enjoy walking on the beach in the morning or sunset and shooting people. It's kind of fun. Really? Yesterday I was I was on a boat all day with a camera, by good. the way, with a camera. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am a photographer. I've been one all my life, and I really and I am looking forward for my next editing project. We're hoping that Brian is going to come up with a new project, and then our um, producer um, is going to also wants to do something. Well, you know, fantastic. We'll, we'll have stuff going on. So you, you're going to you're you, this. You're not stopping. You're you're no. you're go, you're you're moving. My only on. condition is no stress. No, <laughs> I don't accept stress. It's no not, stress. I, I, want to, I want to feel Maui. You know, I'm stressful here. How long have you been here now? Six years. Six years now. Six years. So uh, you are uh, you're indoctrinated into the Maui culture. Already. Well, let me tell you this: if you're invited to Kanela Ng's uh, first uh, born first birthday, you're in. Oh, you I was. You are in. Like wow! I got. In, I, it was on Sunday. It was like out, out of this world. Like I'm invited to this. Like okay, I'm in. Okay. Wow! Look at look at you. I, I got to warn you because G's hobnobbing. Uh, He's a pretty right-leaning guy, so <laughs> he's Kanye a hot, Ng's not the main yeah, one yeah, yeah. around. nothing with all those left-wing no, but, politicians. No, but being invited to your firstborn birthday party, oh, that's kind of like, yeah. that's, that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. You, know. you know, I just remember the last time I was here was election night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was election night. As we watched crazy. all the states all the, fall. All the Every, everybody had the, just the drop look on her face. I was the heartbreak. Tad Stones was here, who was like just like crying on the inside. I think yeah. I was rubbing it in a little bit because Tad was so frustrated. He was pretty upset. <laughs> Tad Stones is the creator of Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, nice. of course. So it's pretty nice. funny. Um, but uh, Adi, um, thank you so much for coming well, to the show tonight. Gee, I, this was a pleasure. Certainly appreciate it very, very much. Um, I up, <laughs> uh, when can when when can we see Kuliana uh, at the Celestial Cinema? Um, June twenty third. June twenty third, and you will be there. I will. The whole cast and crew will be there. We're, we're all coming, basically. And awesome. Mo, uh, Mo and Christina are coming from LA. Mm-hmm. Sonia is. Augie's in the and yeah he's gonna come they're all coming yeah, yeah. and Fantastic. Sonia's coming from Oahu. He has a shift at minute stop. <laughs> <You know. laughs> that's, up, that's really messed up. No, that's awesome is what that is. That's yeah, awesome. I know it's like they're all they're all they're all gonna be here. We're all gonna you know come here. My favorite like, part about Augie to you is every time he talks he sounds like he's drunk. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but he is that's amazing. My favorite part too. He's amazing in dramatic roles. He's yeah, unbelievable. He's, yeah. You know? And comedians are usually like that. Like yeah, he's, something he's in so them. deep. It comes from here. You know, it's like it's really amazing. He plays an amazing role. The film, he's he's un- unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I, f- for as much as, and this is not a, I, I didn't get a chance to see get a job, but when I saw the trailer for Kuliana, I was really compelled by the subject matter and the story, and I was very, it's was, worlds apart. Yeah, it yeah. totally is, and I was, you know, get a job may not have interested interested me as much, but Kuliana seems like uh, this is on another level, considering, you know, we don't get a lot of recognition mm. out here. I mean, we've we've got I wasn't to get a job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got one. We have actually we have one uh, one of our uh, friends in Oahu is shooting a film, Go for Broke, for her comic mm-hmm. or her graphic novel. So it's really Stacey cool that we're Stacy Hayashi on Hawaii News now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's shutting re- down of King Street. It's really it's really cool that we have gentlemen with your caliber of talent to come down and be able to add some flavor to some of these local. Uh, these local productions. So well, for that, I'm I appreciate that you said that. that thing, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate that. Your your expertise and your talent bringing it here is something special because you know we don't get a lot of recognition out here in the islands as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, for especially for um, especially for. <gasps> Film or for television, mm-hmm. we're always the pretty place that you look at. We're the we're the scenery we're the and not, yeah, yeah, we're, we're the, the backdrop. backdrop. Yeah, yeah. We don't like it when they come for, use it for a backdrop. But I can tell you one thing: Kuliana looks nothing like a cheap movie. It looks like an amazing production, even though it was a cheap movie by budget. Mm-hmm. It looks like you know 
it doesn't look like a local film. It looks like a real it film. Does. It looks like the real deal. It's amazing. It's just, you know. Yeah, and I don't uh, want to give too much away about it. Just, you know, go watch it. All right, well, listen, before we before I let you go, I want to know where I can get an Hollywood hat because that's pretty awesome. It's only one. <laughs> oh, it's only one. It's, it's, my, it's my branding. <laughs> and uh, when I bought my. I, I lived in the country in the mountains uh, north of Los Angeles because I hated the stress of the city. And so my best friend brought me a sign. And she uh, said, Audiwood Land. I'm like, wow, okay, that just stuck, you know. Fantastic. Ever since then, it's Audiwood. But um, I, there's, by the way, there's a lot more stories about the Power Rangers, so if you guys want me back, I am, I'm having fun here. Oh, so. really? I would, I'll come yeah. back. I would, I would love to yeah. have you back. Tons of stories from that Everybody story. that comes Sorry, here that we, that we interview. Yeah, we just replaced <laughs> you. It's fine. It's fine. Well, you know what's funny is. It's because I was G, demanding too much. After money. meeting G, you would think nobody would want to come back to this. And money. they all want to come back. It's <laughs> pretty James crazy. James is here. Yeah, Adi yeah, just offered yeah, yeah. to come back. Adi just offered himself to come back. No, I'm having fun. I was nervous about it earlier. I'm like, what? Like, I, to be honest, we always enjoy having people here. I, I try and make them as comfortable as possible. We all do. It's really enjoyable to talk about these things, the nerd culture, which we do. And having you here is very cool. So we certainly appreciate that. And by the way, where can everybody reach you? Where can everybody find you? Are you on social media at all? Can we follow you? Are um, you photography or any well, of that stuff? My audio.com, you know. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, check, get that. That's for real. Yes, Audi you want to know who I am? Go to audiwood.com. That's everything com. <laughs> uh, check it out. Anyway, Adi, thank you so much for coming, sir. Uh, we will be back in just a few short minutes here. This is kind of like a Facebook Live exclusive show. This will also be, uh, be up on the podcast as well, on iTunes and on Audio Boom. You guys uh, can uh, also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdwatch, on Twitter at nerdwatchnation, on YouTube at Nerdwatch Nation, and you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore Nerdwatch, and please donate to the pod at patreon.com slash the Nerdwatch. For those of you that are uh, paying attention, if we have uh, an opportunity, we may go Facebook Live again. We're going to take some time to talk to Mr. James Silvani. We'll get some nerd news in, which will be a lot of fun. So until next episode, which should be in a few short minutes, peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until next time, we say to you guys, Aloha! Aloha.